This is In the Shadows Podcast. Lots of cigar talk, but if it's going on in the world, we'll be talking about that too. And by the way, the fellows don't shy away from controversial topics. Trust me. So grab that stick, kick back with your favorite drink, and let's do the thing. This is the In the Shadows Podcast. Now your hosts, Tony the Soy Sauce Assassin, along with Albert, Martine, and Eric. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Shadow Smokes Legion in the Shadow Podcast. I'm your host, Tony the Soy Sauce Assassin, and today we have the co-hosts, Albert, Eric, and Martin Amaya. So today, we just got to have some loose talk about funny topic, right? So I saw this particular editorial and saying that people have different expectations of courtesies. People have different expectations to do certain stuff. And that their example was, why do people feel like they had to return those shopping carts in like markets back to where it is when there's nothing to gain from it? Right, you don't get money, you don't get time. They have a guy that pushes them them around, but why do people have to return them? Right, you know, and, and some people don't return them. I'm not saying that they always return. Like you know, if you're by yourself and the return station is like wicked far, you probably want to leave it in the corner or like between cars or like the sidewalk, whatnot. Some people even take it with them because hey, what else is good to to carry all that stuff or the 60 inch TV you just bought that you gotta carry home by hand, right? So they talk about courtesy. They talk about uh, uh, in terms of when there's nothing to gain, what is driving you to do that courtesy. And I think it's something interesting to talk about because at the same time, it kind of relates to all industry, right? And for example, we talk about cigars. We talk about damaged cigars that, you know, from the previous episode that, you know, you should let the, the shop owner know and... Uh, you, you, in, you have you let them know, and they might sometimes they might extend that courtesy to you and replace your cigar, or you know, try to solve that issue that you might have, right? And at times they don't because there's nothing to gain from it, even though they they, they technically do have something to gain from it. They they might just ignore you. They they might replace the cigar thinking that you gotta be a good client. They they want to keep it, that kind of stuff. But let's talk about specifically from that scenario, right? What drives you to do something courteous when there's nothing to gain? And you can use that same thing as, as a scenario. You can think about like, you know, for example, the push card. What makes you, what makes you want to return that, that push card? First right? of all, so, I, I want to say, if you are buying a 60 inch TV and you're walking home with it in a cart, <laughs> that's hood rich. <laughs> not everybody can fit a 60 inch TV in their car. Even if you have a car, right? You know, nowadays they sell TV that's like 75, 80, 90. And you don't want to pay that $100 geek squad to deliver to your house and set it up for you. You want to carry it home. And you just happen to not, you know, not everybody around the around America has a truck, okay? not This is not Texas where everybody had a truck or have a friend with a truck. That's a different story, right? But we're talking about simply what makes you think what makes you want to do something courteous when there's nothing to gain, right? So we can start with Albert. Albert, for you, what makes you feel like you had to do something courteous when there's nothing to gain? I mean, there there is somebody already paid to do that, right? For example, uh, uh, you know, the, the push car and there, for example, sorting your trashes. 
the trash is being sorted out again at the waste de uh, department. They they sort out your trash again. Why do you want to sort it out to to uh, you know to recycle? Why do you want to do that? Right. Go ahead, Albert. Yeah. So you, both of those, I do not. I don't like to sort the recycles. I like throwing them all in the trash can, and because that's what happens, people are going to do that at wherever it is. I've also seen where I will put things in a recycle bin only to find that the custodians come around and they mix it all up anyway. So what are we doing? Why, why, why did I go that extra effort if they're just going to combine it before it even makes it? It's all going in the same dumpster, so to speak. Uh, the push cart situation. I will go so far as to not allow the push cart to... I, I won't leave it in a spot where someone has to get out of their car to move it in order to park. So I'll push it up on top of like a, a median or a curb so that they can, so it doesn't roll and, and damage somebody else's car. I think there's even some liability possibly if someone sees that. Uh, so there is a vested interest for me not to, not to have that happen. But also I just don't want that to happen either. Uh, so that's that's something, but I don't I I if it's close enough for me to push into that little corral, I might do it, depending on how hot it is, how cold it is. So I'm I'm kind of a I guess a rude person in that regard. There is a there's a set of videos from this guy who he will go around and chastise people for not putting their carts up. He's a real weird guy too. And if you get a chance to watch those videos, you might want to look them up. But he has damn near gotten his ass kicked because he has um, chided these people for, for not putting their carts up. And then he'll throw these little magnets on their hood of their car uh, that they're, they're, they're not. What is that called, Martin? You're shaking your head. So like, what, what's that called? The, it's the cart guy or something like I've that. I've only seen one video. I've only seen one video where... He basically put two carts behind someone's car yeah. and made them put them away. I don't know about yeah. the magnets thing, though. Right. But he'll put a magnet on their car, and then they get super pissed because then, you know, they're like... And I'm often, I often wondered, like, as, as I'm dealing with the cart situation, if some guy's going to walk up and, and you know, be, do, do the YouTube video on me or whatnot and what I would do. I would probably just drive off with this sticker or with this magnet. In that regard so yeah i'm not really the guy on in that i have another situation i'll let eric and martin uh chime in first but but yeah those on those two situations i'm i'm really not the courteous person i guess i mean when it when it comes to putting the damn cart away i park way the hell out in the back i'm a car guy i will literally park away from everybody so that my car doesn't get hit with a cart or another car. So when it comes down to me having to put a cart back, I have noticed some retailers will actually put a cart return out further away because they know people like to park out there. So if it's close enough, I'd say maybe within 20 to 50 feet, I'll put it back. If not, I'll pop it on a curb to where it doesn't roll and hit another car. Okay. Uh but you you won't carry it with the with your seventy five inch TV like if you gotta no. buy one. <laughs> I mean, I'll bring it up to my car and then I'll roll the seat, put the seats down, and fit it in there as best I can. But <laughs> I'm not gonna 
There is no way to fit a 75-inch TV on a sedan. (laughs) He can strap it to the roof. He can strap it to the roof. But to be fair, living in Texas, we don't live right next to the Best Buy. So there's that. I don't think anybody lived right next to Best Buy's. Yeah, I don't think I don't live next to Best Buy. (laughs) So how are you going to push that cart miles and miles to your house? Come on, some people will. Some people will. Some people save that hundred bucks. People want that TV. No, yeah, not at all. Yeah. Well, Eric, go ahead. I would never. Yeah, I usually um, I park far away too. You know, to make sure my car don't get hit. But I usually will return it. Like ninety-five percent of the time, I return it to the car because uh, I see. When you know when I walk out, I see I, I get pissed off when the car when like the car is in my way or something. They I want to park. I don't want that to happen to other people, you know. And I see the guy that when they go collect the cart, especially winter time, you know, you know what they have to go through to get, gather all that cart up and stuff like that. You know, if you can make someone's job easier for them, do it. it. It doesn't take that long. It doesn't you know it doesn't take that much time. It doesn't take that much effort. And if somebody in the way I think of it is like, if I be courteous to somebody, I would get that in return at my job, you know? So that's, that's how I feel about it. And I usually return it, uh, no matter how far I have to walk. Okay. Well, let me talk about my certain scenario, right? Number one, I don't sort trashes. All right. The only thing that I break apart and separately is paper boxes because I have so much of those. If I don't break them apart and put in the recycle bin, I don't have enough trash space. So that I will do. But I, I think like you, like in a way you think it's courteous. How I think it is job security. If there's no need to sort, they don't hire, they don't have to hire that one person to sort it for you. If there's no cart to return, they don't have to hire the guy to push the cart back. So well, it's a job security. Yeah, issue. but the thing is like you know he already pushing the cart back. He already collecting it. I'm right, like, but so, if, like you know but, like. Would you be mad if you like you you in that job and like snowing outside and you have to push you have to go gather the car all over the freaking place? Hey, life sucks, man. Right? You gotta but, do that. But let shit. me let me let me put this in the scenario for you, right? If it's that easy, you just had to push it back directly from the car thing in. It doesn't take that much time. So now instead of hiring two people, three people, they just need one. They just need one. Now two people have no job. Hey, you know what? So I've gone to Walmart. I don't know about y'all's, but I go to Walmart and they have the automatic fucking pusher. So you just strap the fucker into another pushable cart and it rolls for you. The only thing you got to do is collect it. But you, you still have to collect it though. Yeah. You know? So what? You're just walking around the parking lot. You're collecting them. But this um, robotic thing is Just because we don't have you. that job. But you know what I'd be pissed off at, Eric? I'd be pissed off if I had that kind of a job and there weren't any carts to push and then I didn't have the job anymore. Like that would be, no, that'd be no, terrible. No, no. They make your job easier. If, no, I wouldn't have if, a job. If there's no need, they will get rid of the job. But but let me put it out there, though. I will return the car, but I I am slightly different than everybody else. When I go out shopping, my wife is with me. So I have this thing where I put everything in the car. I start the car. My wife will push that car back, and I'll drive the car to her. Oh, to her, yeah. So, and, they, and the AC, oh, the air conditioning. I don't do that. I don't, I don't let my girl do that. So the air conditioning is, like, even better. Like, you've already gotten all the heat cycled out of the car so when she gets in she's in the ac perfect and and another time where like you know for example if i have a car near me when i get out of a car and there's one guy's collecting the car i will push the car over to that kind of like roll it over to him like you know kind of hey here you go there you go it's not that bad but 
But I honestly do believe that if you get rid of the necessity, then there won't be a job for you. If you sort all your things, every single one where where the the facility no longer had to check their their trash, they would just put a robot there, and that that a guy would lose their job. Let me say right? this: I can guarantee you that these guys that are out there collecting carts are thankful if that's what they're doing, because if you think about it. There are so many self-checkout lanes. They don't have the need for people who who ring up your your, uh, your items anymore. All right, let's talk about this, okay? Let's talk. Uh, let's talk about. I know that for Whole Foods, if they are not busy, they will just get the people in there that's not busy to go collect the cars, okay? So that get rid of that job because it's not that you know because they don't have the need anymore, right? But if there's a need, they will have somebody dedicated to do that. But because there's no need, they will just get the people that are sitting in there and say, "Oh, it's not too busy. Go collect the cars." So okay. you know, if you see that situation, you know for sure they got rid of that, they got rid of that job. And I got one more. I got one final nail in the coffin on this particular case. Okay. Have you ever shopped at Aldi, Eric? <laughs> uh, yeah. I think okay. Once you, I think. Once. Have you ever seen anybody yeah. collecting carts at an Aldi? <laughs> well, no, you have to bring your own stool box thing. I don't... Exam- yeah, exactly. Right. I, I didn't like to. Sh- I didn't like to shop there at right. all. I didn't either. I went there once because they never do. Came back they do the quarter either. thing, right? They you put the quarter in, right? And everybody's wanting to get their little quarter back, so they'll push the cart back up to the front where you pick them up to go go do your shopping. So that's the store point, training. But you, you know, if I had to put that. a quarter in there. If I had to put I'm a quarter in there, if I had to put a quarter in there, I'll just leave the car anywhere. Same. They can have the quarter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta charge oh, yeah. me money. There's a way to get around with it though. You just had to insert something. It will, it will push the car out. You don't have to put a quarter in there. But you know, yeah. if I gotta put a quarter in there, that's your return fee. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, but if you thing... think that you can pay me twenty five cents to return it, pay someone else twenty five cents to, to get the car. But the little things that, the little slugs you have to get, they cost a quarter. Right. That, you can push. You, you can push. push it through that. In with something. Yeah. Right. It, it, something. it will push the cart out. Yeah. The, the lock slug. will come off. Oh yeah, a little slug, like a little, little disc or coin. You know, like a. It costs a quarter for those things, man. So I'm just saying. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you could you can actually tie a thread into the quarter and can pull it right out. So, <laughs> there's ways to do that. I mean, I don't shop in in, in Aldi's. I don't shop in like you know all those. Uh, what you want to call discounting stores, that kind of stuff, or, or, or wholesale sp- stores, that kind of thing. And because, and, and yeah, that's how they save the money, right? They, they, they save the money from doing that. And the cards are expensive. Believe it or not, those cards cost tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. Those cards are expensive. So they need those back, right? I, I can understand that. But, you know, it, I'm talking about internal courteous, right? But the, the thing is that if we are courteous when there's nothing to gain, someone else is losing out in terms of their job because that's not job anymore. We have done the part where they don't need to hire somebody for it, right? For example, if nobody ever tossed trash in the store trash bin, let's say if you're in Starbucks, their trash bins never fall. They don't need somebody to replace the trash. If the mall doesn't have trash bin, nobody can toss the trash in the mall, then there won't be anybody collecting the trash. It's a job that's not there. So another courtesy thing, opening doors for people. That I would do. Right. That's just that would, oh, a given. That too. That's a given. Like if I'm already open the door, I might as well hold it for a little bit so that they can get their hands on it at least. If it's elderly, they don't have the hands. I'll hold it there. I, I don't need that extra three, four seconds. That's fine. 
What's the cutoff? What's yeah, the cutoff? It's not that much time. 20 feet. What's what's the cutoff? It's yeah. a bunch of kids. I'll let them open their own, right? Uh, okay. okay. If you're if you're young and able, you're not someone pregnant. You're not someone that's like, you know, that has their hands full. You're not someone that's taking care of the kids. So like, you know what? If like one, one lady with like three, four kids, I'll hold the door for the lady because she's had to take care of those kids, right? She might not be paying attention. I might be walking through and the door is smacking her face. So I will hold it until she's aware of it. And then I'll go. Because some people, some other people will do that for you. Like I'm walking, somebody walking in, they'll hold the door to, for me to get out. Yep. You know, I'll thank them for it. So they do. it's not too much of a work. But if it's, uh, you know, if you're young and able, you're 13 years old, open your own damn door, kid. Right. I, you know, if you're not paying attention, you're on your phone and walk through and the door smack you in the head. Well, you shouldn't have been on the phone. And I've seen that happen. It's great. It feels great for me. I don't know. That might sound really <laughs> evil. But now walking through, the door is heavy. And I, you know, I, I, this kid behind me wasn't paying attention, was chatting on the phone and everything. And the door just boom, right on the face. I'm like, yep, don't text and walk when you're walking to a mall. But I will feel bad if that was a, a older lady or disabled or whatnot, you know. There's a reason that I can extend that courteous courtesy to other people. And there are people that I let them do it themselves. So it really, I don't know. It has to do with the moon that day too. Like if I feel good or not. Yeah. So with my kids, anytime that they are coming up to a door, they will volunteer to hold the door open, which is kind of nice. They see somebody come in to hold the door for everybody. But there's got to be a cutoff, right? Because sometimes you have a group of people you hold the door and then you're gonna hold the whole entire group, right? You're just yeah, the whole entire to, okay. party, right? Like they, none of them will hold their hands out and say, no. "Okay, we got it." You know? No, no, that's why you make eye contact. You I, I make eye contact. I stare yeah. them down, like a, you know. Yeah, no, you you have to like make eye contact with somebody. Once they make eye contact with you, you kind of nod a little bit, and that that like sets the hook, and then now they hold the door, and you can get you're free. Not for kids, though. I, I noticed that kids were just like, thank uh, you, and they keep walking through. No, I've seen... I've, they keep going, yeah. I've, I've seen they kids do it. I've seen kids do it, yep. I, I, you know, so, you know, there's nothing to gain from this, but, you know, there are certain courtesy that's easier enough to do. But obviously, those malls don't have, I don't know, doormen. <laughs> so there was no they have, really they have uh, automatic door. courtesy. Well, they have automatic door in Walmart, and they have a door greeter, even though I don't, I don't really I don't understand the door greeter. I don't understand those, yeah. I don't why why do you have a door greeter? What the fuck? I'm going to I feel like that's just creating a job to me. for for those. I feel like those are just creating they're a job. For yeah. yeah. They're being courteous. But they're, they're, being they're courteous. checking. They're go ahead. Yeah, they're being courteous. The the company is being courteous to the older workforce. Right. Cause I really don't see like here's the thing. I walk into Walmart uh once in a while, but I never got greeted by the greeter. Oh, I do all the time. <laughs> really? I do all the time. They, all the time. Yeah, they never the say, welcome to Walmart to me. Yep. Here in the They're like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Here in welcome Texas, they're always saying, hey, how you doing? Hope you're having a good day as you're walking by. And believe it or not, yeah. that particular thing was actually to deter theft. They, yeah. they, they want people to know that you're noticed yeah. here. We know that you walked in so that you're less likely want to do theft because that means somebody I saw you, somebody already saw you. They noticed that you're there. And that yeah. was deter theft. Mm. So is that is that true mm. courtesy or is that self interest? It's self interest, but in the way it is courtesy, right? Because technically they could use camera, but at the same time they're like, okay, we can hire some people, uh, you know, that doesn't do the physical work. But at the same time, I don't think those people are doing the job because, like I said, I've not once got greeted as "Welcome to Walmart." 
Now that we have this, uh, well, Tony, when you move to Texas, it's gonna be uh, sh- it's gonna be a shock for you because you're gonna actually be greeted <laughs> if you ever step into a but, Walmart. But that's also, I think, that's regional courtesy, a uh, regional culture. I think that's what it is, right? Because if you live in the northeast area, everyone don't have time for you, and that's yep. the truth. Everyone looks like they're busy, like you know they don't have the time. If they stop walking, that's taking away time. All right, it's taking away their Starbucks run. It's taking away something. You know, there's no time because their day ends at 8 p.m. If you want to find something to do after that, good luck. But in Texas, you guys have things running all the way to 3 a.m. So no, nobody's in that much of a rush. And I noticed, I, I noticed that a lot of people actually talk about they move to Texas and stuff like that. And then they, they, I think the video was meant to talk about how much they enjoy and how much their lifestyle mm-hmm. job changes. Not right. one person was really talking about their job change. Everybody's talking about how much their life changed, like how much more relaxed they are right. and, 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 you know, their lifestyle changed, that kind of stuff. But none of them really talk about their job because you realize that once you get out of certain states, your job is no longer your priority, right? And I, I can see that because of pay gap and, and, and a cost gap, right? Over there, you can live with, very well with 100 grand um, income. In Texas, can you like? Is that true? Right? Yeah, really. Yeah, you can live pretty well off if you have a hundred grand a year. Okay, so wow. if you make a hundred grand a year, you live in New York. Good luck. You live in a box. You live in a paper box with a hundred grand. Your rent costs more than what you what you're um, earning. So yeah, you don't have time. You're always working. You're always busy. You always try to find the next gig. You always try just to do something else. But if you live in a place where your income will make you comfortable. You're more of a happy person. Your lifestyle changes. You're, you might be more courteous. You might be more courteous. And things that might not seem normal to some places might seem normal. Like, I will probably feel more inclined to be expecting the, sh- the, the cigar shop to be nicer. Or cigar vendors from Texas to be nicer. Because they are. their regional culture is slightly different than Massachusetts. Massachusetts, everybody don't have time. So if you come in, they say, hey, what's up? And that would be it. That would be yeah, no, people actually have right? conversations with you here. And I've met many people who move here from out of states. And the first thing that they say is everybody's so nice here. <laughs> right. So is that the so same true. thing I for, moved, for Eric? No, like I moved from New York to, to Georgia. It, it's the same to me. I don't know. It's the same Nothing to you? Really you don't changed? feel like George, uh, people in Georgia are nicer or uh, more courteous or some sort? Uh, No, I think it's the same. It depends. Like if you go to Atlanta, right? Around my area, it's more like a country kind of thing. Country, but city at the same time. So, yes, they're a little bit nicer. But if you go to Atlanta, it's exactly like New York City. Everybody don't give a shit. Like, when I go, sometimes, I, like I said, there's some some places. Yeah. Some places that I go for cigars, I, I walk in. I walk in, and they're like, they don't even say hi to me. They don't even know that I existed. existed. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm out. I'm not going to buy anything. Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> So yeah. we have we have places here like that where you'll actually walk into a store and nobody will greet you. It's it, it's gotten to, and I think Albert can agree with me. It's gotten to a point where if you're not greeted, if you're not felt like you're welcome, you won't shop there. Yeah, I agree absolutely. Because there's too many other places to go, too many other things to to spend your money on that so, you don't have to deal with that. So it's like if I go, no, Albert, you have I don't anything need particular though. You have anything yeah. particular? Like, uh, no, call out the shop that wasn't doing well to you. Call out the yeah. shop. Yeah, 
it wasn't, it wasn't even a shop. I mean, like one time, so th- apparently there's a, a cigar that a manufacturer that is in, what are they in Plano or Richardson? And so Rojas cigars, for example. So I, I was turned on to those cigars from Martin. Martin was like, Hey, these, this, this guy's like around the corner and, uh, you know, I, I met him and, and, you know, he's, he's selling these, um, different blends and whatnot. And the street taco was, was one of the first blends that I really kind of jumped on, uh, and, and started smoking. And so I was sitting there smoking the thing and, and it's got kind of a weird draw to it. And sure enough, there's a big old stem and I, 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 I was able to grab it with my fingers and pull it out. And it was like the whole length of the cigar. So as a courtesy, I'm going to go out to Facebook and be like, took a picture of it and said, Hey man, you know, things like this happen, but you know, it's kind of, kind of messed up. And, um, and so the owner was like, uh, yeah, sorry to hear that. (laughs) He's like, like on the Facebook, his response was, Hey, sorry to hear that. And I'm like, well, okay. And, and so I kind of, I expected a little bit more from that but i guess he was you know he wasn't really understanding you know what i was doing but then he took offense that i actually put it on the website but i don't know how else you're gonna get a hold of him right he's not he doesn't have a store i can go to that kind of thing so i was kind of giving him some feedback so he offered me his phone number but then i think he started looking at the post a little bit and then he just shut it off like he took his phone number away so from now on i don't i don't really i, I think i may have spoke spoke maybe one or two since then in the past year but that that brand is pretty much you know dead to me because i don't really you know there's other other cigars i can go smoke go deal with and so maybe he saw me as not being courteous courteous you know to him um but in a way i felt like i was at least giving him an opportunity to do something about it and uh he wasn't really he wasn't really wanting to lend that out so and here's we gotta give him a benefit of doubt, right? Maybe sure. he doesn't want everybody to see his phone number. But the correct way will happen, like private message you or something like that. Say, hey, you know, can we talk? You know, um, and or maybe instead of sorry to hear that, but more like, oh, I apologize. This you know, cigar is you know, sometimes you do have a bad one. You know, sure. I, I hope your next ones are better kind of thing. If they don't want to replace it for you, you know, I, I hope you give us another try. Blah 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 blah. Right? There, there's a way to sound more caring or sympathetic but i guess they didn't do it but you know hopefully that's an isolated case and um you know people who still like roja can like roja i don't per- particularly like roja i don't i don't think the 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 flavor of their cigar is something that i like and i also hear some negative impression for me so i i, I want to call out on that one because that's i think that's more like a personal issue than not but you know something like uh, where Rojas says he doesn't really want to distribute to internet, you know, small vendors, but yet they do. So, you know, it's one of those things that they might have changed their mind, but the guy is not someone that I will vouch for, for sure. Yeah. So Curtis is one of those things. You know, well, and, and to, piggy, to piggyback on this a little bit, too, because this was also in the situation. He had an event at a particular shop that I went to that event. Like I made a point to go to that event and this was before the STEM situation. Mm -hmm. And I'm up there 
right about the time the event started and he he wasn't there yet and the owner of the shop was telling us yeah he's he's going to be a little bit delayed and as the conversation kind of developed it was like yeah we're not sure where he's at he hadn't called and so the owner was kind of disclosing some of this to us that you know they weren't they weren't in good communication on what was going on and so I was going to stick around probably another hour or so, but at that point I'm like, well, I can stick around another hour, but I don't know if he's really going to be here. So I, I eventually wound up leaving. Um, and I was looking forward to getting, I think there was a promise of some swag and some other stuff that uh, if you purchased at that time or when, when he got there and, you know, I asked the guys, Hey, if there's any swag, you know, can, can you, and, and, and the, the owner was like, yeah, I'd be glad to. But I went back the next couple of days later, and, and the owner was like, "Yeah, he never came with swag, so he, he he showed up, but he didn't have swag." So, you know, and I trusted the owner, kind of a guy, but I just felt like that was, you know, when you say you're going to be at a certain spot, if you're not going to be there, have the courtesy to call somebody, let them know, because you know sometimes people are, are going out of their way to be there, and, and you know, to either see you or to um, just kind of be a part, you know, see what the situation is going to develop and, and for you not to communicate with the owner, that's kind of screwed up. I've seen other vendors do that where they stood up the, uh, the event and the event was for their product. And uh, now in this case he did come, but he came late, but, uh, the other vendors, and it really turns cigar smokers off. I'm telling you, it really turns them off in a big way. Uh, particularly if they have a reputation for doing that, which I've, I've heard of that from a, from a friend of mine that he won't even, he won't even, he will not smoke that cigar ever again, because like, I'm not going to deal with that, that cigar because of the way the vendor has worked with it. And they're just, a, they're just like a, a rep. They're not even like the, the official um, company, you know what I'm saying? They're like a rep, but I guess they are, they're representing them in a way, but yeah. But that's one of the things, right? Like, I would digress a little bit. Uh, a lot of time, the rep is the one that bring the promotion and try to sell more, which I understand, right? Sometimes they, they do something, they don't. But in the end, they don't bring anything. They don't show up. They don't make the earning. They don't, you know, they don't get anything from it. So, yeah, that I can understand. But as a cigar brand owner, that's a big fuck up. You know, that will really bring your, uh, make people think like the way I did, I think is that I feel like his brand blew up really quickly and he just feel like he's a big shot. He forgot his customer. And then, you know, because he's a big shot, he doesn't care. If we fuck up a little bit, well, guess what? I'm busy. So what, what I'm going to do, right? So that does happen, right? Some people blew up and they're like, I'm the big shot. So I'm the, you know, you guys, I want me to be there. I, I made, I, I got there, all right? Eventually I did. So if you guys don't like it, well, screw you, right? That, that does happen. So... Unfortunately, that you know, uh, that's the way, and that's the impression I have of him, and it hasn't improved. And because of that, I hope he never makes another dollar off of me. So <laughs> I don't even know who he is. What cigar he make? Roja cigars. Um, the street that, the, tacos, like the, the street tacos what? stuff. Just, just the sweet, sweet no, taco. I never had street that, tacos, huh? the blue yeah, bottle. It's okay if you don't. Know. There's a bunch of them. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's okay if you don't, don't know. know. I don't think you're missing much. <laughs> going okay. going along with what Albert was saying, I've I've never had an issue with Rojas, um, his cigars or anything. But I will say, 
when I did, let's say this, when I was getting into Casa Cueva cigars, I had a bad cigar. And it was one that Tony had sent me. And I I don't know if it was just the shipping of the cigar or the cigar itself was not bad, not very good. I don't know. But it started cracking on me while I was smoking the cigar. And it wasn't Luis that contacted me. It was his rep. And um, so this rep was like, hey, I want to make things right for you. I was like, no, you don't have to, man. It was just, it was just a bad cigar. He's like, no, that's that's not what our brand stands for. And I was like, okay, well, uh, he tried to explain it. And I was, he's like, well, this is, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to send you something. I'm going to make up for the cigar that you had that wasn't uh, the best construction. If you ever have a cigar from our brand that is like that, let somebody know and we'll fix it. And Casa Cuevas has stood behind that forever. Like we've talked to Luis, we've talked to his wife, we've talked to uh, Michael who sells them. If you ever have a bad cigar from Cuevas, let us know and we'll do something to, to make it right. So speaking about that, uh, you know how like we talk about uh, Steve Saka mm-hmm. and stuff like that, about his price range in the cigar? Right. He replaced one of my unicorn. Yeah. He did? Because what was that? The unicorn. I never heard about this. It was, a f- yeah, a few months ago. And uh, what I opened a unicorn. It was cracked. And uh, all I need to do was I contact him, his team, and then take a take two pictures, send it. He's like, "All right, here, I send you another one," and that's it. I mean, that's an easy, I would say, easy decision, right? If somebody bought a hundred dollar cigar and they arrive to them cracked, and knowing that how much it cost me, I'm gonna send you another one. That's 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 an easy courteous to extend, right? But if we talk about you know something eight dollar cigars that's being replaced, ten dollar cigars being replaced. Those uh, yeah, you know, earning range are very different are... than a hundred dollar cigar. Yes, I agree. Because you know, the eight dollar cigar is, is a far range to even think of re- replacing, right? Because it's eight bucks. But if but if you really think about it, it should be the opposite, right? Because the eight dollar cigar is their core, is what they sell the most, right? Not the most earning, but it's got to be the core. That's that what represents them. So I I think you know I think a lot of like we talked about last time. I think that you know we should always speak up for cigar that are damaged and let them have mm-hmm. a chance to extend that courtesy to replace it but a lot of time they don't a lot of time they don't I, I you know and sometimes you don't even know who you should talk to you don't always see the rap too you know what, what you gotta do like yeah, you bought a cigar you go home you smoke it it crack you gotta just like okay i'm gonna stop smoking this i'm gonna drive down to yeah, this shop right now there's gotta <laughs> be a rep right there it's gotta replace it. no right and, no. and, and the best you can do is, you know, tell the owner next time. And, you know, if they want to, they will. But most most owner cannot do that because imagine if I if this guy just kind of coming every single day says, I bought a box of cigar. One was bad. Give me another one. And they yep. do that, uh, you know, 20, 20 days straight. You got a new box. Do consistently. I mean, nowadays, if you have a bad cigar, you can post it on Instagram and tag the uh, manufacturer or the owner or the, whoever. I don't think Davidoff ever replaced one of my any of my cigars. But I mean, I'm sure if in, you had in, in, uh, from Instagram, from Instagram, well, okay, from Instagram. You, you think you think they uh they will replace it if you know it's cracked or it's not in the condition that it's supposed to be in? But there's a lot of reason that can crack, right? There's a lot of reason that can crack. You can buy the cigar, you have a handful, and you drop one, that will crack. True, but it's not really to their fault. It's not manufacturing defect. 
Well, you know, I, I'm not talking about like it's going to be your fault, right? You drop it, it's your fault, bro. You you deal with that. Yeah, but at the same time, how do I know, Eric, you didn't drop that? If it come crack. How do I know you didn't drop that unicorn? That unicorn is half dead when you open it. Oh, <laughs> you stupid. You know, you open no, it up, I didn't the drop the unicorn, side, bro. The, the other side, the horn is off. You know, it's no longer a horny Robbie. horse. You beat it to death. How do I know that? I, I didn't beat, I, I don't beat off to death. I don't know if you beat the, the horny horse. <laughs> right? How do I know that it wasn't the case? You just told, show me really? a picture of the result. The... You didn't show me the piece of, pic, picture of the process. Okay. All right. But trust Not that I want to know right? the process. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's the hard part. To decide, juice. That's a hard part to decide because we can't tell what happens between the moment you got the cigar and when you go home to the part you let it up. Well, yeah, but the thing is, like you know, like some people, like us, I don't know, but yeah, like us, we actually care for a cigar. You know, we we kind of. Treat like a baby, you know. Usually, cigar collector, cigar smoker treat the the cigar like a, you know. I mean, they don't really, they, we don't go out there and try to just drop our cigar for fun. We pretty much careful with our cigar when we buy them because it costs money. Yeah, but sometimes you drop the baby, man. That's a fact. I'm just telling you. Yeah, I know. Martin, I know, Martin then, knows what I'm talking about. Sometimes the baby gets dropped. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, but every once know, in a while, then you should know that's your fault. Then you shouldn't contact nobody for it. Right. right? That's your own fault. Right. I can't comment then, on that because when I come home, I just drop the box on the floor. <laughs> okay, so I have another. I'm saying, like, usually. I have a different scenario to talk about. Getting off of okay. cigars, getting back to a different scenario. So the streets in my neighborhood have cars parked on either side. And so there's really only room for one car to go through. And this drives me nuts. Like, here we go. <laughs> I'm driving down and I see a car coming. So I find a little gap that I can pull into to let them buy. So what does the other, so what does the other car do? They pull into a gap. So now both of us are stopped. And I'm thinking, man, then I go. try to be courteous and the and the people instead of instead of them just keeping going, right? They stop trying to be courteous to me, but they're not being courteous to me because they're holding us both up even longer. Like if I known you were going yeah, to stop, get... I would have just kept going to let you stop, and we both would have been out of there faster. Yeah, but you're getting mad at people for nuts, trying to be courteous to you. I hate that. <laughs> it's not courteous. It's not courteous. It's not courteous at all. Well, they're trying. They're trying hard. <laughs> no, no. When it comes to cars, I heard there's one saying that's absolutely true: the right of ways is depending on who have the cheaper car. <laughs> true. What? True. <laughs> Hey, you got to be careful with your freaking, you know. All right. The right of ways, it depends on who had the cheaper car. Yeah, I okay. agree with that. I, I agree with it. that. I agree with that. So. Yeah, because you, you'd rather have the other messed up or you want your nice car being wrecked. Yeah. You will you will extend that courtesy allowed to get by first. Okay. You will like, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't, I don't know about your driving skill, but you go ahead. I mean, if I'm pulling up to a car that has like a messed up bumper. Yeah, I'll stop. <laughs> so here's here, okay, so that I can see how that one is more of a gray area for a lot of people, right? So here's one. You're coming up to a to through a stop uh not a stop sign, but a, a red light. And you have like 
No. You have a green light and you're turning left. The other car is coming the other way, the opposite direction. He's turning right. And they think it's courteous to stop and wave you on, let you turn left instead of taking the right of way and, and, and let's move it on. Like they create no, like, that's dude, not you true. have the right of way. They create no, you don't have the right of way. They have a green light to turn left. You don't have the right of way to turn right on the red. No, they, they have a green no, light to turn right. They have the green light. Both of you have green lights. Both. So one's turning, I'm turning left, left, one's turning right. Across traffic. Did you just say he stopped at the red no. light. He... Then you could you could do simultaneously. No, because both. Just... No, no, because both one turn right, one turn left. They're going the same. When direction. I said stoplight, I'm I'm talking about an intersection, a light intersection. Opposite side, opposite right. side left is your right. No. If your light is green and you're turning right, you have the right of way. That's it. That's yes. it. If your light is green, but I'm talking about if the light is red right. and the other side has green to turn you left, have to stop. You know, a left turn signal, so, the right is not supposed to turn. You gotta so let wait. me rewind. Let me rewind this. I have a green light. They have a green light because we're, go we're going opposite directions. And I decide to turn, okay. which I can turn on the left, but I have to wait for traffic. I have to wait for traffic crossing mm -hmm. and I have to wait for traffic turning. Mm -hmm. And these, these idiots will like pull up. And they'll see that I'm trying to turn left. And instead of just taking their right turn like they're supposed to, because they have a green light to do that with, they stop and say, no, you go ahead and go. But that's following the correct no, rule. No, it's not. That is following. No, that's following the no. rule of the right of way depends on who had the oh, cheapest the, car. Yeah, the, that, that rule. Right. My car was not the cheapest car. They just like a nice truck. What it was was an idiot behind the wheel over there who actually created a bigger scenario, a bigger, a, a more unsafe thing. Because now I don't want to turn or I'm hesitant to turn and the cars behind them have a better chance of, of catching up. And now it's a big mess, huge mess. But no, but then he's holding the spot for you. Nobody can pass him. No, right? there's multi-lane is what it is. Yeah. It's multi-lane. That's when you just punch the no, gas and just go. I know. And as soon as you do that, <laughs> you can do that. As soon as you do that, then they go and wreck into you, and you're, it's your fault. Yeah. Yep. Again, who had the uh, cheaper car? You know, if he had the cheaper car, he might just gotta. I know what. He's not moving. I'm just gonna go and hit him. Yep. So I just usually when that, like I say, I get out of work and I get every time I hit that light, usually it's multi lane, and I usually take a luff every time, and. People does come that, but then I do, I, I gun it out there so fast that people will stop for me. Yeah. That's not courteous. Yeah. In, in, in the Northeast, it's kind of different. Like if you're in New York, you got to poke your nose out first for somebody to stop. Yeah. You no have to, yeah. For you, you got to poke the nose yeah, out. No, you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta drive like an asshole. Yeah. yeah it's not, you know, I'm the guy that always you. goes in the middle of the lane, in the middle of the intersection, like half, like starting to turn my wheels and then people will like start coming and it's like, dude, you have the right of way. Keep going, keep going because there's more traffic coming, but they'll stop because they see, Oh, he wants to go. He wants to go. No, dude, you got the right of way. Keep going. You go. Yeah. yeah Martin it, gets it. It really depends gets like it. where you are. It, again, it, like I say, it depends where you're at. If you like, when you tell me that scenario, I think about over here, no one's going to stop. You just go, you know, people with a better yeah. car will actually stop and say, I don't know what's going to happen. Let them go first. But you know, in different state, I don't know. But over here, that's usually the case. And if you wanna, if you wanna take a left turn on the multi lane, you have to purposely poke the nose across the lane so that somebody feel like they gotta clip you, so they will stop, or else they would not let you go. Yep. There's no way. They will not stop. In New York, they will hunk. When I in New York, they will hunk, hunk before they go. Yep. They will hunk, and then I don't care if you stop, but if I hunk, you stop. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, when I drive to New York City, I just I gun it all the time. I'm like, my girl get freaked out every time I go in the city because, to be honest, Tony, nobody stop, nobody ever stop. You in have to city, fucking no. go. In the city, no. I I've seen people just honk, and then go expecting everybody to stop. Yep. I have another situation. Okay. So you're coming up on an exit, a very popular exit, because there's a huge line of people that are in the right-hand lane waiting for this exit to open up or to you know, be able to get mm-hmm. in. Or you're, or you're getting off to like a, an interchange where you're changing highways, and so you have to get on the ramp and whatnot. So there's a big, long line there. All right. Do you do the courteous thing, I guess, and get in the very, very back? Or do you do what I do, which is I drive up and I find people sleeping? I find like people with huge gaps and then I squeeze into the gap. I'm not, and I'm not talking about, I do that shit all the time. I'm not talking about squeezing in and making them stop for let me in. That's not what I'm getting at at all. I'm saying there's like three car links in front of them and I'm like, I, I call them sleepers, right? Swerve in. And I just go ahead and get yeah. in and be done with it because I'm, I feel like I'm yeah. kind of filling in the gaps, right? Is right. the way I feel. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. I'm helping everybody. I'm helping everybody, right? I'm not adding to the I'm line. not holding up traffic. I'm not holding up the traffic. I'm, I'm, you know. So what do y'all do with that? I'm the same way. I, I can go first on that yeah. one then. Uh, let me tell you, number one, we don't have those three car gaps ever. We do have those lines. That's for the exit. Right here, if you go on Route 90 and you try to exit on the Newton Watertown, it's always packed 15 cars back. All right, because that is a, it's a multi-lane that became one lane. Okay, so yeah, you always got to have that traffic per se, but there's never got to be a three-car lane because they're bumper to bumper all the time. Now, this might be a self-satisfactory thing with me where I feel better. I will drive to the front. I will leave. I won't go to the very, very front where the like last second I can go. I'll leave three car in front of me and they cut through. Okay. Yeah, so I, I do the same thing where I try to. There's always somebody on their phone who's who's they're just not paying attention and they always leave a gap in front of them. And my wife gets so pissed off at me because she sees what I'm doing. Like she already knows. And, I'm, and so I'll find the little gap, pull into it. And I was like, okay, do you want me to pull over and let all these cars go? You know, so that you want, you want to wait for them and uh, find my spot back, back in the back? So she never she never takes me up on that offer, by the way. So it's got. I just to add, if it's my <laughs> wife, she saw someone try to cut in, she will close that gap. Oh yeah, I, I'm perfect. I close the gap too. I I do that. I I close the gap. Like, you try Fuck to push that. in, we'll see who. Like you know, like she she will drive. Like I hope you have a good insurance because you're about to give me a new bumper. She will like literally go really bumper to bumper until the, you know the sensor go. You know she's like, yep, don't don't try to cut me, bitch. Don't try to cut me. I'm like. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'll wait a little bit and to leave a safe distance. My wife was like, he's about to cut you. I was like, big deal. Let him cut. It's fine. One car, big deal. And she'll be like, no, no, push forward, push forward. I was like, no, not doing that. That would be me. My girl freak out about that all the time. Usually I'm the guy that if there's a lot of people either entering an on-ramp or exiting an on-ramp and you see a line, I'm the guy that will stay to the right and then just keep driving. And I'll literally think to myself, where's the gap? Where's the gap? Where's the gap? Where's the gap? And then I see the gap. Okay, there's my time. Boom, slide in. <laughs> and you just cut off so much traffic that way. It's just so much easier. You just got to drive a little ex- aggressive. That's all. And then you're not in the way of the other people. 
Like you're not backing. You're actually generating more traffic. Traffic is actually generated by someone stepping on the brake. Yeah. You're not generating the brake because if people are not, not they're leaving the a gap. Break for your ass. If people are leaving a gap, you're basically creating less traffic because there's not people behind you. No, so you're actually, actually that gap scientifically. In. No, that gap scientifically will smooth traffic. So if they gun it and go forward. It's gonna create the next traffic by the time they stop the second car to stop again. That creates another chain of stopping. But if they go really, really slow and just let it cruise forward, and at the front they didn't have to stop again before they reach that point, the car behind will actually smooth out. They've been, you know, MythBuster did the test. Just saying, you have generated more more traffic. I'm the guy that will literally wait for the like my opening to swerve in. Yeah. I, I do, I mean, you know, here's the thing that I, I do believe that, you know, driving courtesy has it depends on number one, the cost of your car. Number two, what the moon for that day. Because if you're in a bad mood, you're not, yeah, you're you're not stopping for nobody. 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 <laughs> and you know what's the most dangerous is if you need to take a shit. When you then need to take a <laughs> shit, you no longer give a shit to anybody. You, there's no courtesy. There is no traffic light. There's no stop sign. You go. There's not. Yeah, there's nothing that would stop now, you from going speaking home. Speaking of fast. which, speaking of which, that was a great segue, by the way. Uh, courtesy flushes. What's with the courtesy flushes? <laughs> I don't understand those. Oh I don't think God. that works. I don't think that works. Courtesy flushes. It doesn't no, work. I, I don't think it works. The smell is already out. Um, yeah. Um, well, number one, I don't like to take shit outside. Like, I do not like to go to. Yeah, like, you know, a bathroom outside. I'd rather drive home to take a shit and then come out. Oh my god, dude! I thought I say I thought was I was the only I would not take a shit at work or anywhere else. I have to fucking drive home and do it. Yeah, and my boss sometimes yeah. she'd be like, "Where are you going?" I was like, "I I gotta go home." Dude, I, <laughs> I, I don't will care. hold it in until I'm dying. Like like I'm dying. Yeah, and no. I would like drive... it's about I will hold it into a, like I'm about to fucking splash this goddamn yeah. wall. But there's yeah. situations that you find yourself in. Where you're in a, mm-hmm. a public toilet. But courtesy flush isn't it doesn't help. The smell is there. You're flushing the thing yeah. down. It does not mean you're gonna you're not gonna generate more. <laughs> I don't know. I mean I got some stuff. You only courtesy shits. flush when you want more, right? You only courtesy flush knowing that you're not gonna be down anytime soon. But that that, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't help because you flush it. Now it's gonna be even more disgusting because you know more is coming out. Oh, I don't know. I think and, when you know cur- courtesy flush right? like what if the water splash up? No, no, like, that, that, you know that, you get public toilet fucking nastiness. Like oh, okay, now, we're I ain't worried about thing, that. Okay, but we're talking about I I believe in there's some way to mask the smell better than courtesy flush. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think if like, you flush it down, you're not that that smell isn't right there in the tub, and it's just permeating around so you got to flush it down <laughs> you know what's the worst you know what's the worst okay here's here it is give, give a little fermenting what is the worst <laughs> thing is that when you go on cruises people bring poopery you know what that is right poopery no i don't what the fuck okay, is it's, that a, it's a spray weird. that you spray it creates a layer of oil so when you take a shit it falls into the oil the oil in encase the the, the, the smell poop, so it doesn't smell is that such a thing? Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, here's it's a problem. Poopery. Here's a problem. Here's a problem. It does mask the smell somewhat, but if you're having, if you had taco last night, whatever that smell will be combined with that bomb you just <laughs> dropped, and it's twice as bad. So they think it's courtesy. It was like, I'm, you know what? I don't want the neighbors to smell my shit because these walls are really thin. But with the poopery and the beans and tacos they ate yesterday with sour cream, 
it made it worse. I know it's I a didn't thought know that there counts, was such a holy thing. Shit, oh it's my bad. god. And you and that makes whenever you smell poopery, you like somebody just took a shit, you know? You knew there's no way around it. So maybe it's it maybe it's better to not use it. I mean, I, I know some places has matches, right? Like cigar shop, they have matches in the bathroom. That kind of does help. it work? It does work. Because the match the, the, the match it's smells sulfur. like you know, when you light it up, it really it's smells. A sulfur. Yeah, it really it really makes the smell go away. Yeah. Fuck. I never, I never. Yeah, if you gotta get knew. it, don't get the floral one because I, I've smelled it before. It was bad. Uh, like if somebody decides to have a a a, a, a curse of the Mexicans, it, it will it will make it worse. <laughs> okay, but like you know, it, it's one of those things. I I know in the cigar shop, I think it's very important to have that kind of stuff. Some people will wash their hands, like the soap will kind of cover the smell. But if you go to a bathroom, you smelled it, it was bad. Somebody didn't wash their hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh somebody in the rush wipe and go right they didn't wash their hands so yeah, you know that's, that's one of those things in the cigar shop i really the, wish you know that's why like usually when i go out my girl asked me usually i don't eat until like the very end of we about to go home or something and she's like why don't you ever eat when we go out and stuff until like the very end because i was like i don't want to take shit in public you're not gonna take shit for eating the same day. You know it takes 24 hours to digest, right? No, no, my my mind come out, bro. Like when I eat, it come out. I don't know why we're talking about shit right now, but but here's the... <laughs> that's just that's just where the conversation 20... goes. Here's the thing. Believe it or not, believe it or not, cigar cigar nicotine is actually a laxative. It actually makes you want to go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of make you relax. Kind of help make you. Yes, very healthy. <laughs> It but, relaxes you know, your but anus. at the same time, if you constipate it, you know, smoke but at the something. same time, I wish like you know, the bathroom for those uh, cigar shops are nicely equipped with some air sanitizer, matches, yes. or or this might not bad. Anything allow you to bring the cigar into the bathroom, please. Oh my god, I've what seen the that. Gonna... <laughs> I've seen that. They'll have ashtrays in I'd the I'd rather smell the... the cigar. Yeah, I'd rather smell the cigar. I mean, the cigar smell. Just, oh, that smells like gooka. I mean, the cigar smells. It's just gucka smell like gucka. <laughs> I mean, do you guys think that the cigar smells stronger than the shit smell? I think it is. It depends what cigar. Mm, I mean, Connecticut uh, isn't gonna cover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you smell gucka, I, I don't think I don't think anything would cover fucking shit up, bro. What kind of shit do you have? I don't want to know. But like, what kind of shit do you have? Holy shit! Yeah. I, I told you. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not a good guy to be. It's uh, what you eat, bro. If you want, don't go. If if I told you I go to the bathroom, and take more than five minutes, don't come in afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why do we get to this subject? Why? <laughs> oh my god! You probably gonna, where it goes. People gonna throw but up. It does man. happen. It right does now. happen. I I I seriously doubt anybody can tell me that they have never used a bathroom in a cigar shop. Well, I, I don't sit in the lounge, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't. I've suffered. If I need to take a piss, like you know, that's it. if I'm in Arizona, if I'm Texas, I'm in the mercy of people who's giving me a ride. I can't just rush home. So if I need to go, I need to go. I would like totally take the keys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to get back. You kidding me? <laughs> There's GPS, bro. Go do shit. Just uh, click I, your I will I don't wash mess my up hand five times just so that the smell goes away. <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll come out. My hands will actually moisturize and humidify any cigar that I touch at that point. That's why, like, in Miami, you guys are not going to see me eat a lot. No, you have to eat. I mean, if you don't eat and you have a strong cigar. I know. You know I don't know is, like, what's I... better. Go to the bathroom to puke or go to the bathroom to shit. I mean, I'd rather puke and come out and then smoke more cigar. Trent, you're always eating, bro. 
Bro, because I eat at night. You know that. I eat once a day. I just want to let you but know. But still, you got to eat. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But, but then, like, eat... if I hang out with the boys, I probably don't. I don't need to eat like that. If I'm out and about, no food is fine. Really? I mean, I, I can I can do it with, like, no two meals. Maybe one meal a day. That's fine. Like, when we have our events, we barely ate. Right? We kind of have, like, a yeah. pick here and there, a few pieces and stuff like that. Yeah, but we fun. also have people that got sick. Remember that that Texas somebody went home because they felt sick. So uh, you know it does happen. I don't remember whose wife was that. Was that was that was that Eric's wife? Um, I didn't feel well and left. I don't remember. Yeah, but that does happen. I mean, oh yeah. So yeah, any cigar shop don't have a bathroom should have a bathroom. A nice one, please. It's courteous. And you know, cigars daily has one of those bidet things that's like you know I feel like home when I sit on it. So. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, you need to have the, the butt heater, you know, and everything. And if you have the one of those things, it actually, it actually ventilates. You know, one of those machines actually ventilates. So it's better. Oh, gosh. Yeah, okay. that's a lot of shitty topic. Like that. Mm. A lot of <laughs> shitty topic. <laughs> Anyways. That's the whole point, though. That is one hour for us. And, uh, you know, I hope you enjoy this little change of subject from courteous to shitty <laughs> <laughs> that just took a shitty turn all right yep. so that will be as it for us tonight and i hope you enjoy it you know of course we have other episodes i hope you uh you know if you haven't listened to episode one through six you should take a good listen uh if you do want to comment on those a week after it's released it's also on youtube you can go to there and comment and we'll read it. We'll uh, we'll respond to it if something that requires response or warrants a response. We'll, re we'll we'll respond to it. So I hope you enjoyed it. And that's it for us for tonight. I will see you guys. Well, we will see you guys in the next episode. See you later. Bye guys. Bye. -bye. Later guys. See ya. This is in the shadows podcast. Lots of cigar talk. But if it's going on in the world, we'll be talking about that too. And by the way, the fellows don't shy away from controversial topics. Trust me. So grab that stick, kick back with your favorite drink, and let's do the thing. This is the In the Shadows podcast. Now your hosts, Tony the Soy Sauce Assassin, along with Albert, Martine, and Eric.